This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattress. Back in 2013, I bought a used mattress that was in someone's guest room. Uh, Not my best decision, but I was in college. Now, in 2021, I realized that it is horribly uncomfortable and makes me sleep worse. I was searching around for a mattress, specifically one of those that came in a box that ships directly to you to cut out the middleman uh, between the mattress store and you. Uh, Many of them, though, that come in the box mailed to you are still as expensive as one of those in the mattress store when you're supposed to cut out the middleman, but however, it's the same price. Uh, So that is where Novilla comes in. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night. Made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames and reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description today, you can save 10% off any purchase through the Novilla directly. Again, that is 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description. And a reminder, when you use our promo codes and links, you directly support this show. Tina, you fat lard, what is going on? What is up? Uh, welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. I like that. Uh, the show that is all about getting things right, never being wrong, getting things right, always being right, and always being 100% the way it is all the time, no matter what. Live life 365, you big titted animals. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Welcome to the show today, folks. I have to say, this literally is the best episode of Cancel Shweezy. Um, probably that has ever been made, to be real, because I can't imagine us uh, making a better episode of Cancel Shweezy than uh, the Cancel Shweezy we are about to make today. So welcome to the show. You really, uh, you really, really, really did it. Uh, so we made it to June of 2021. Is this the middle month? This is the six months. Yeah. So we're in the uh, we we're in the middle of 2021 already, which I feel like the world is finally getting back to normal. And uh, first of all, and I really like that. So don't don't act like I'm not happy. But it's like it feels like I haven't done anything in a year and a half besides podcasting. Uh, getting really good at Fortnite, like really, really, really good at Fortnite. Better than all my friends. Uh, and uh, doing other things, which is reminding you that I haven't played a show in a while, but I still have music out there. Uh, May 1st, one month old, I released a cover of It's Gonna Be Me, It's Gonna Be May uh, by NSYNC. It's out on my Spotify, but there's also more and more music out on Spotify. So uh, like I said, uh, with Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you're listening to your music, give everything a follow, a subscribe. Subscribe to the music uh, on there. That way you know anytime I make a release because I because I realized that I would rather release it out of the blue, a song out of the blue, and then promote it after the fact instead of like most people, like they suggest, like they say, wait, uh, make sure you 
upload everything four weeks and that's when you start your promotion campaign like i don't want to start promoting shit that's not already out so uh go follow me on your preferred streaming platform i may have stuff coming up i may not i don't know i could be lying to you i could not but go follow that uh i may be trying to upload more often put music out on the regular so you don't want to miss that so it's under Sweezy. Like, you know, cancel Sweezy, but without the cancel part, it's just Sweezy. That's where you can uh, stream my music. You can also follow me on all social medias. That is under at the Sweezy. Or on TikTok, you can follow me under the Foreplay King. Uh, as most of you already know me as the Foreplay King. Um, or else, uh, I mean, besides being your podcast daddy, that's uh, that's something I can do. Uh, I also stream video games over on Twitch every Thursday and sometimes on Mondays, depending on if I want to play a game really badly. I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. I think it's going to stick that way for a while. I really enjoy playing Fortnite. It's just very easy. Rela- I actually can just sit back, relax, and enjoy playing Fortnite. Like, you know, when you play other story-based games, you're like, okay, I have to like figure this out, go through this, and yada, yada, yada. Follow along what the hell the story is. Because if you don't, like, like, get a good grip on the story it's like uh it's not even like worth playing this game so yeah every thursday uh it's free you can watch me for free i just live stream every thursday sometimes monday me playing video games talking a bunch of shit and uh talking badly about people i know um but you can also on twitch i just always want to mention this that if you have an amazon prime account which it's most of you do you most of you have an amazon prime account you're already paying for uh amazon does own twitch so what you can do is connect the two accounts and you get a subscribe now a typical subscribe is around five dollars a month uh, you get one free a month so with amazon prime so uh why not uh subscribe to your old daddy uh Shweezy, aka the foreplay king and uh help him out help him out with everything he's doing that's i mean why, why wouldn't you not do that you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying dead ass Woo! um yeah so you can go do that it's just you know as long as you have your amazon prime account it's free unless you just want to pay five dollars uh you can do there uh we also have a patreon i think we're gonna make some changes to the patreon but right now uh we only have one tier it's five dollars ad free episodes very cool very awesome and i really like that a great way to support the show financially and just support me financially you know that's uh that's what we do. Uh, if you just want to support the show, there's many ways you can. Obviously, the Patreon helps support the show. The Twitch channel supporting that really helps it. Listening to me, my music, that also, you know, that helps a lot. If uh, you're not listening to the ad-free episodes, you're listening to the ads, fuck around with the ads and find out. Using our links always supports the show directly. That's a financial support of the show. And a lot of times, uh, you get like a discount code with our sponsors. And uh, first of all, you're going to get a kickback. You're going to get a discount on your order. And uh, I'm going to get a little kickback too. And that financially supports me, everything I'm doing, and uh, really helping me entertain you. And I really like that. So... Uh, that, I mean, that's what I have to say in regards to that. I don't know what else I have to say. But uh, like I said, but though, if you just want to support the show for free uh, before helping us financially, you can always just like the show, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. That's our main uploader. Uh, but, you know, we're everywhere. Uh, if you're uh, Leave a review if you're listening to the audio only on uh, the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, the reviews and the ratings always help a lot. You can always, like I said, subscribing everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're still building up that platform. I always post highlights of the show, so if you're never able to uh, just sit down and listen to a whole episode, the highlights come up, and you can just kind of watch those and watch me react to all the good bits of the uh, of the show and everything like that. But liking, subscribing, leaving a comment, leaving a review, YouTube, 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else you're listening to your podcast at. Just a great way to support the show and uh, not spending money and a great way to say thank you for being a friend. All right. And, uh, you know, more importantly, uh, if you don't do any of the things I asked of you. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. You're being pretty stingy, so don't be fucking stingy. All right. All right, let's get into Previous Week Right Now. For those of you who don't know what Previous Week Right Now is, Previous Week Right Now is the news of the previous week that I go over right now. Um, A lot of it are online articles, and I know a lot of people go over online articles and just, like, read the titles, and they're like, I got the gist of that. And uh, sometimes it's a very crazy, and you're just like, can't believe this. But you don't actually read the article. But we're here. This is an education podcast. This podcast is for educational purposes and I am here to help you in uh, reading articles I'm here to read it for you because I know a lot of you who listen to the show don't know how to read and that's why you listen to podcasts and I am not shaming you uh, as you're going to tell I'm going to read and uh, you probably are going to notice that I might not be very good about that that's rough buddy so uh, don't at me on that pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God so let's just get into it um First article is from CNN, and that basically uh, local news for me. I'm in Nashville. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, because uh, I do music. That's why I live in Nashville, Tennessee. That's the main reason why I'm not one of those. I just wanted to move to a hip city like Portland. Now I, I just live here for uh, work-related uh, things. Um, starting here. Um, so this is local news for me. Uh, demonstrators gather outside Nashville hat store that offered not vaccinated yellow star of David badges. This is straight from CNN. Um, that's rough, buddy. And, uh, I think more importantly, before I start going into this, congratulations, you played yourself, uh, the hat works. Um, the owner of a Nashville hat store is being accused of anti-Semitism after announcing the sale of Yellow Star David badges similar to the ones Nazis forced Jews to wear during the Holocaust that read, not vaccinated. Nashville's Hat Works posted a photo Friday on Instagram announcing the sale of Star of David patch that reads, not vaccinated. According to CNN affiliates, WZTV and WSMV, the post has since been removed. The caption on the post read, uh, patches are here. They turned out great. $5 each. Strong adhesive back. We'll be offering trucker caps soon. CNN CNN has made several attempts to reach the store owner, Gigi Gaskin, but has not heard back. An apology was issued Sunday on the store's Instagram. In no way did I intend to trivialize the Star of David or disrespect what happened to millions of people that is not who I am and what it stands for. Read the apology. My intent was not to exploit or make a profit. My hope was to share my genuine concern and fear and to do all that I can can to make sure that nothing like that ever happens again. I sincerely apologize for any insensitivity. Jewish people in Europe were legally forced to wear the badges as far back as the 13th century, according to the Holocaust Memorial Center. The Nazis resurrected this practice, which facilitated the Jews' separation from society and subsequent ghettoization, which ultimately led to the deportation and murder of 6 million Jews. The center's website says... After the post was removed from another Hatworks post from Friday said, people are so outraged by my post, but are you outraged with the tyranny the world is experiencing? If you don't understand what is happening, that is on you, not me. Western apparel maker Stetson announced Saturday evening it was cutting ties with the store and at least three other hat makers, English hat brand Kangol, 
Tula Hats and Gurin Bros have done the same. As a result of the offensive content and opinions shared by Hatworks in Nashville, Stetson and our distribution partners will cease the sale of Stetson products, Stetson said on Twitter. Stetson announced its decision after tweeting it was investigating complaints. Along with our distribution partners, Stetson condemns anti-Semitism and discrimination of any kind, the company said. Kangol and it said it gave Gaskins the chance to change. However, her further post indicated to us that she is not sincere in her apology, nor has she removed offensive posts from her feed. Kangol said on Instagram, we are permanently terminating Hatworks Nashville as a customer of our brand effective immediately. The company said that while it respects freedom of speech, the use of the Star of David by our customers as a statement against vaccination was not just insensitive, but disrespectful and wrong. Gorman Brothers is horrified by the display and selling of the Jewish badge by Hatworks. The company's Ben Gurin said on Instagram to make a mockery of the Holocaust in any form is unacceptable and completely insensitive. Gurin said, we are looking at all options to fix and address the unfortunate circumstance. Uh, Tula Hats uh, posted that it has asked to be removed from their website as a supplier, saying on Facebook, Tula does not condone anti-Semitism or discrimination of any kind. The website for Hatworks showed dozens of styles of Stetson hats for sale Monday and many listed at more than $200. There were also hats available on the site Monday by Kangol, Tula Hats, and Grin Bros. Okay, so this is local news for me. So uh, I obviously saw this through friends, and uh, obviously I do this show, so I have to talk about it. So uh, here's here's a thought I've had, because I've had a lot of time to actually digest this. I haven't read the, I didn't read the article until now, so calm your tits. You're like, he's a poser. Um, what I will say, here's the thought I have. I just, I might just try to survey this from a lot of people. Just try it for my own educational purpose. Uh, when I was in, I went to school in bumfuck Missouri, like nowhere, middle of nowhere, Missouri. So just we're you know red, a red, red, very red area. Uh, the county is fourth, uh, it's fourth place for most meth in Missouri. Which, if you didn't know, meth, Missouri, sorry, Missouri, uh, not Missouri, Missouri is probably the meth capital. And I think Tennessee is a good second. So I just live places where meth is popular. So, you know what the type, yeah, basically. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So we know who lives in this area. What I will say, though, is my education, my, I mean, I'll say my high school, middle school education uh, probably was garbage. Uh, as if you listen to this show, but in regards to that though, I understand how bad the Holocaust was. I understand how bad blackface is. Now, and I bring up blackface. It's going to make sense when I bring this up. I understand that those are wrong. However, if I feel first, I know what the, let's just go with blackface first. I feel that with blackface every Halloween, we hear about a new person learning that blackface is wrong. And I just, I, I don't get it. I, I feel like trying to dress up as another race. We, we should know that, that that is wrong. Uh, because sometimes it's, it's making fun of a race that, and you're demeaning a race saying they're not a superior race. So we should, we should know that we should know that by now. And, in high school, you know, we took, I took American history, and I think we did, like, a world history class, too. And you learn about the Holocaust. You learn about it now. Like, 
how deep into details I went into on the Holocaust in my school. Um, well, I do know that uh, there was a girl, her family likes to travel, and so she somehow was able to just, like, miss two weeks of school to go travel with her family, which somehow she got away with it. So you, you, you the end justifies the memes, I guess. I don't know how to respond to that. She was just able to take two weeks off of school and be like, well, my family's going on vacation. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how that works out, but okay. Um, anyways, but she actually went to like Auschwitz. I think she actually like toured Auschwitz, which, you know, there's like a, there's like a historical point, but I don't know if I want to tour Auschwitz. Okay. First, uh, so apparently you can tour Auschwitz, but, uh, if I was asked, Hey man, do you want to wa- go to a place where 6 million, like a, a ton of Jews died? I don't think they all died at Auschwitz. Okay. I know that at least. Um, but yeah, first of all, I'd say no, but then, but she actually went and, uh, you know, she toured it. She talked about like what she, like what she saw, like claw marks on the fucking shower doors, you know, fucking, fucking messed up stuff. And like, she was talking about that and they're like, yeah. And, uh, so basically they suggest anyone after, uh, you view Auschwitz, uh, cause how fucking bummed out you are, um, that you go get like ice cream or something and try to cheer yourself up because that shit will stick with you. Now I say all this in regards to, do people just not, were people just not properly educated on the Holocaust? Cause I know there's Holocaust deniers and uh, the reason why they're deniers is because they fucking hate Jews. We, we all know that's the reason why they deny the Holocaust is because they hate Jews. Um, so th- that's basically that. Uh, but people compare, comparing their, it's, it's definitely just white. It's a white people thing. Comparing your struggles as a white person to, uh, Aus- uh, to 1940s Germany is very, very off. I don't know how you compare. It's just, I think, I think that is white privilege. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about white privilege because, uh, I am white and I do have the white privilege. Now I'm saying white privilege to have is pretty great. And I would love to start a campaign for white privilege for all, but that sounds like I'm high when I say that. So, uh, apparently I'm not supposed to say that anymore, but, uh, what what is everyone's education on Holocaust Auschwitz? Like, you know, just this this it's definitely white privilege because like you're never gonna understand the struggle of uh, Germany in the 1940s, uh, being Jewish in the 1940s. You're never gonna understand that struggle. Um, being white and American, you're never gonna un- fully understand what it's like to be a black man in America. You're never gonna know what it's like to be a black man getting pulled over by the police. As a white person, you're never gonna understand that. And the fact that you want to consider uh, your idea of uh, your idea of like being persecuted as uh, like people aren't going to let you go to their business if you're not vaccinated. And by the way, a lot of people have been vaccinated now. And if there was some crazy side effect, we would know. I'm I've been vaccinated and I'll be the first one to say something's fucking weird in regards to, uh, the COVID vaccine. Uh, so just, it's 250 years of research all stunted by some dumbass named Gigi. And so, uh, so people, if you don't know a lot about the Holocaust, which apparently people don't know a lot about the Holocaust, it's very important you understand that. I think it's not just like a history lesson. 
Uh, it's a decent human being lesson that your parents have to have failed at. And if you had shitty parents, that's on them. But if you had decent parents and you don't know about the Holocaust, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Uh, you, you might just be fucking stupid. Okay. Um, you should have paid attention in your fucking high school history class. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, there's probably just Google, uh, Holocaust documentaries on Netflix. Cause I know everyone has Netflix. I don't think they're on Disney plus. That'd be weird if they're on Disney plus. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, just uh, HBO, my HBO max might have them. So just go just do that folks. Okay. I, I I'm not here to teach you about the Holocaust. Okay. That's all I'm going to say on that. Next up, we're going to go a completely left turn here on this next one from TMZ. Uh, the title's in all caps for some reason, which uh, I don't know why. I didn't do that. I just copied and pasted. Uh, so from TMZ, parents angry first graders taught masturbation. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, man, that's good. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'd love to be a fly on that wall uh some parents from a ritzy new york city private school are fuming at mad after learning first graders were learning about masturbation and also told their parents and grandparents should not touch them <laughs> without their consent a te- at this a teacher at the Dalton school reportedly showed students a video from the cartoon series amaze a little boy in the video asked about erections hey how come sometimes my penis gets big sometimes in points in the air the boy adds sometimes i touch my penis because it feels good then a little girl chimes in sometimes when i'm in my bath or when my mom puts me into bed i like to touch my vulva too did they say vulva did, did a kid say vulva? Did, oh, yeah, this is a script. Uh, sometimes I touch my vulva. I'm like, how do you know that word? Uh, I know a lot of men probably don't even know what the word vulva is. Uh, and they're adults. Uh, some parents were bent... <laughs> some parents were bent out of shape over this. <laughs> According to the New York Post. Uh, but the real anger was triggered over consent. The students reportedly are taught not to let their parents or grandparents touch them without asking for permission first. A mother told the Post, I'm paying $50,000 to these a-holes. To, <laughs> and it says a-holes, I'm not censoring myself. I'm paying $50,000 uh, to these a-holes to tell my kids not to let her grandfather hug her when he sees her. Another mother groused if she fought back, she'd get canceled. A school spokesperson said, as part of Dalton's comprehensive health curriculum for students, a lesson on gender and bodies included uh, two evidence-based and age-appropriate videos approved for students four years and older. These videos aligned with nationally recognized methodologies and standards. Uh, We constantly, I can't believe I just fucking hit my mic, we consistently review our health curriculum, making sure that the content is developmentally appropriate, and if necessary, we adapt our curriculum accordingly. So, um, so a lot of thoughts I have here. Um, Should we be talking, teaching kids how to masturbate in the first grade? Is that the time? Because I don't think I really got the masturbation thing. Some people find out for really young. They're like, don't do that. And they're like orgasming air or whatever. I think I was in, had to be like fifth, sixth grade. When like your penis gets erect and you look at porn, start touching. I'm like, this actually, this is really cool. This is some cool shit right here. And then I was at church and like, don't do that. I'm like, oh man, it just happens. Um, 
first off, no kid knows the word vulva. Um, I touch my vulva. Uh, then we go, that's my private parts. Um, maybe shit like that. Um, some parents, I still love, some parents were bent out of shape over this. <laughs> just, I went to TMZ, had a fucking field day with that shit. But, uh, so, um, obviously the masturbation, the masturbation was the target to get us in. But I think the real meaning of this is, um, I think they're, don't let someone touch you without permission. Um, which I think there's, I think it's good and bad. Um, I don't know if they missed the mark. Um, maybe I'm not, I wasn't in the lesson, so I can't. Uh, I can't really talk, uh, therefore, uh, about what the hell is going on there. But what I could say um, in regards to this, uh, I think they're trying to make sure kids aren't getting molested. <laughs> I think that's, I think uh, that's the main goal of this: to not let the kids get domestic, uh, kids get molested. Um, but I think there's a way. Because uh, I think there's something like don't force your children to hug relatives if that makes them uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, there's a way to do that. You don't like, may I have permission to hug you? Like, you don't have to say it like that. Like, hey, buddy, can I have a hug? And then they, they'll give you a hug if they want to. And if they don't want to, they're like, all right, fine. It's up to you. I think that's maybe, I mean, in regards to like hugging, I think that's regards to that. Uh, but I think what they're trying, the lesson they're trying to go to is to, uh, hey, kids, uh, don't let someone uh, diddle with your dick if you don't want them to. Make sure they get permission before. <laughs> do that and uh if it's an adult just should probably say no I, I would also include that um so i think that uh so i think that could really help them from getting molested like someone tries to grab their pants i didn't give you permission to touch my penis and i think that's the lesson that they wanted kids to learn um so to the lady who is uh, uh mad that she's paying fifty thousand dollars a year to so her child does not get molested I think $50,000 um, is uh, a great way. If, I bet there was a lot of parents whose children have been molested. They had to find out about it, and they feel like, you know, like like shit because they wish that it didn't happen to them. I bet you anything they would pay $50,000 to make sure their kid doesn't get molested. And uh, you should, too. So uh, great title. Really hooked me, TMZ. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know if ki- kids will understand how to masturbate properly in the first grade um in the first grade i was doing stupid shit but i'm still doing stupid shit right now and i am 27 so i don't know if i'm the best example uh but therefore we will continue to move on uh with that um here we go we got some music news i know everyone likes me going over music and so i got some music news but however this isn't just any music news this is a Garth Brooks update. I like that. But more importantly... And I really like that. So let's get into it. This is from USA Today. Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, reveals secret to making marriage last. Treat it... I gotta say it like Garth. I gotta do my Garth part. Treat it like a duet. Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood have been married for over 15 years, and now they're sharing their secret to happy long-term relationship. While guest hosting the Ellen DeGeneres show on Friday, the country music power couple took fans' questions on love with one audience member inquiring, what is the key to a long-lasting marriage? Uh, Brooks stepped up to offer advice with a music analogy. Thank God. Uh, I think you just gotta treat it like a duet, Brooks said. You gotta harmonize. 
got to make your partner feel like they're a star. And if not, you're going to turn into a solo act pretty damn quick. If you know what I mean, we're talking about Lone Fiddler, bass solo. Yearwood agreed and offered her own creative advice to another audience member who complained her boyfriend's loud video games keep her up at night. Every single... Every significant other has at least one annoying habit, even if you are in the perfect relationship and you have to find a creative way to deal with it, Yearwood said, adding that Brooks has a whistling habit that drives me crazy. He actually told me to stop telling him not to whistle because it takes away his joy, she added. But after about three or four hours of whistling the same song over and over again, I do this thing where I change the tune, so I'll start singing something else to get him off track. In February, Brooks released a statement revealing Yearwood was under the greatest care. At home, after contracting COVID-19, he said at the time that he tested negative for the disease, both Brooks and Yearwood have since shared they've been vaccinated. Near the beginning of the pandemic, Yearwood and Brooks attempted to keep fans entertained with a virtual concert on Facebook Live. Fans were so eager to tune in that the Overload site crashed repeatedly. Throughout the performance, the stuck-at-home casual husband and wife team performed an emotional, soulful Inside, inside Studio G uh, a concert for fans watching from their own homes. We're all in this together, Brooks said, after tearfully, of course tearfully, watching Yearwood singing a resonant Amazing Grace during the broadcast. Now, I'm glad we got an update on how they keep their marriage together. We've been getting a lot of updates on how they get their marriage together. Um, and I really like that. And I think they deserve to be happy. Uh, but, uh, I like how they use a music and not treat it like a duet, but like most couples are not musicians. So uh, they may not know how duets work. And so uh, maybe that's a problem, but I like the analogy coming from my end. Who knows what a duet is? Um, so it looks like Garth and Trisha are working well together. Um, so there's more secrets unveiled, field unveiled on uh, what's going on with them. So. We're inside the mind of a killer. We're going further and further, further than God has ever thought we could go before. And, uh, yeah, that's all we can really say. Uh, that's all we can say. Uh, let's move on to our final article from page six, our lovely friends over at page six, bringing us the top quality content that I believe the world needs and uh, is the only important news. If you actually, I'll tell you this, if you just want to get your news from one website, Page six is the news source. I'm telling you, folks. And here's why. Here's the article. Ed Sheeran's daughter cries when she hears his music. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't kept up with Ed Sheeran very well. Uh, but uh, I didn't know he had a daughter. I knew he was engaged. I didn't know he had a daughter. So that's cool. Uh, Ed Sheeran doesn't have a number one fan in his own daughter. Uh, that's rough, buddy. Now I'll sing my new songs to my daughter, who's not my biggest fan. Sheeran revealed in an interview on BBC Radio 1 on Friday, she just cries. Unfortunately for the British crooner, his eight-month-old daughter, Lyra, Antarctica, okay, uh, often starts crying when she hears his music. But Sheeran added, there is at least one song she liked. She really likes Shape of You, he shared. The murmur sound is good, but she doesn't like anything loud or anything belty. The 30-year-old hit singer and his wife, Cherry, uh, Seaborn welcomed Lyra Antarctica 
Okay. In uh, September 2020, Sheeran made the exciting announcement on Instagram. Hello, a quick message from me, and I have some personal news that I wanted to share with you. Last week, with the help of an amazing delivery team, Jerry gave birth to a beautiful and healthy daughter. Uh, he wrote as the caption to a photo of a pair of blue and gray baby socks. Uh, Sheeran also used the caption to confirm that both his 29-year-old wife and their newborn were doing amazing after birth. We are on, we are on cloud nine over here. Uh, he wrote, this is like the worst British impression I've ever heard. Though the proud father has yet to share any personal photos of his daughter on social media, the family of three were spotted together in the rain back in March. Lyra Antarctica was kept safely covered up from inside her stroller with just her two little feet waving hello shearing kept his girls covered by holding a large umbrella both over them great i'm glad for him so uh if y'all want to talk about my uh favorite ed sheeran's first album plus uh fantastic album just perfect album uh then he did uh divide no not, not divide uh multiply that one was really good but there was like this there's like a fame element to people sometimes when you get too famous, like in your, like a, a songwriter, like your songwriting just starts to suck the more famous you get. There's like a struggle and like the, with plus there was like a struggle with Ed Sheeran. That was just great. And then you release the divide where he's just like a famous songwriter and in shape of you and a bunch of other stuff, which I like the album too much, but there's just, you know, I think some magic of Ed Sheeran is going away in regards to that. I still think he's a great artist and everything. So, I mean, I'm not bragging to him, but I don't know with his songwriting. If this is just a songwriting thing, it's just I like people when they're struggling and have something sad in their life, and then they write about it. That's uh, this is the type of guy you get. So uh, with that, anyways, with Shape of You, it's really funny because I think I saw something. It's like I don't want. Sometimes I'm worried that I'll play Ed Sheeran Shape uh, Ed Sheeran in my car, and then I'll die in a car crash, and then they see that I died, and the last thing I was listening to was Ed Sheeran, and then at my funeral they play Shape of You. <laughs> I think that would be really funny. I'd be like, ah, oh, god damn it. They're playing fucking Shape of You at my wedding. Um, but no, I, I do think it's funny, uh, just like his daughter does not like his own music. Which, like, I don't know, when you're... I feel like kids are... I feel like Dave Grohl's kids probably don't like Foo Fighters. Uh, I can't imagine, like, if your dad's in the band, like, you like your dad's music. It's just a weird thing. It's like, he's just your dad. He's no one else but your dad. Uh, but I'm happy for them to have a baby together. Paparazzi are probably trying to get a picture of the baby. Just leave them alone. Let them post photos of their baby. I think that's the best thing uh, to do because it's like you don't want to just be posting your child all over the Internet. But when you're taking like a – I think, you know, there's some people that are like, I don't want to put photos of my child on social media. Fine. I'm fine with that. And there's some people who overshare, which is not fine. I think not over that. I like people when like add photos like, you know, like very – nice photos that one day you know you look back see your kid uh posting that your kid will be fine with it it's like oh look at that photo I me mean, it's like a good you know just uh just natural photo like that but uh um so ed i know you're played the new stuff for your child have you played the first album she might like the first album and also i don't want to hear your child's middle name ever again um first of all first name's fine second Middle name is weird, and uh, but nevertheless, you persisted. So thank you, thank you, one and all. I guess.
Video games can be expensive. Most start at $60 with new consoles such as the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. New games are even starting at $70. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there you're only going to play once and then never pick up again. I know, I bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home. Uh, that's where Gamefly comes in perfect. A Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, last thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, folks, I know you've been waiting to hear this. It's time for another deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. So, uh, deep thoughts are just thoughts. Exactly what I said. Uh, thoughts I've had throughout the week that are pretty deep. Um, so let's go to the first one. I have two this week. Uh, two uh, deep thoughts. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Um, so the first one. Uh, did you ever think about when you play Fuck, Mary Kill, uh, you get to fuck all three choices? Now, for those of you who don't know um, what fucking Mary Kill is, my God. Hashtag. Pray for Micah. Um, Fuck, Mary Kill is a game where I give you three people, or three fictional characters sometimes. I've done it. Um, I like to play this game. So you get to fuck one, you get to marry another person, and get to kill someone. So I did this with, um, I do this with Josh a lot. I try it with Micah, and he forgets every single time. So I'm just going to look through my, uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, um... Maybe I'll need to see commas in there. And uh, so, yeah, I'll do like fuck, Mary kill. So I think I've done one. So I'll just do an example. So one fuck, Mary kill I've done is Ronald McDonald, Grimace, Hamburglar. Um, so with that, uh, basically, fuck. So I think I put, so I think a lot of people, Fuck the Hamburglar, you know he's going to be kinky. Uh, marry Grimace, and then kill Ronald. Ronald because he's a clown. Grimace, I think he'd be a better partner than that. But theoretically, though, you get to have sex with all three of them. Fuck, obviously. Marry, and during marriage you get to have sex with them. And then, um, kill. Now, now, and then here is the deep thought. Oh my gosh, 
are so deep. I fucking love it. In regards to how that works, uh, you know, if you kill someone for fun, I mean, your morals are already gone. So you should probably, you could probably fuck them. I mean, you already don't have the morals if you're just killing people for the fun of it. Um, and you don't have a reason for it. So, I mean, I don't kill people, so I wouldn't know. But I feel like if you kill someone and then have sex with them, minus the if you just kill them, I mean, they're the same level of bad. I think they're the same level of bad. So uh, that's all I have to say. So uh, in regards to that, it's uh, do you – so just to answer the question, did you ever think that when you play fuck, marry, kill, you technically get to fuck all three choices? That's the first one. Second one I have um, – this one gets a little dark. Uh, the best part about having cancer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why am I laughing? The best part about having cancer would be meeting Captain America and Spider-Man one day, then Stan Lee and Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther the next. Um, y'all know where I'm going with this. Uh, one day you meet the superheroes who are still alive. And uh, the next day you meet the actual dead ones. <laughs> Okay? Okay? It's not hard to think about. It's just terrible. Uh, funny to some, not funny to others. So um, that's all I have to say on uh, this week's Deep Thoughts. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. So now I bet you're wondering, Shweezy, what have you been watching on the television this week? And I know you didn't ask, but uh, I'm about to tell you. So uh, first program I watched... Uh, was the 685-pound uh, teen. So, follows a kid named Justin. He weighs 685 pounds at his first weigh-in with his weight loss doctor. So, he could have weighed more, could have weighed less. But when he weighs enough doctor, he weighs uh, 685 pounds. Now, th there's a thought here. Um, why would you give him his own special on TLC when uh, they already have a show called My 600 Pound Life. Now, a couple possibilities that I have not researched. I bet it could be an easy Google search, but uh, it sounds, sounds like uh, not my problem. Uh, sounds like your problem. Um, it could have been before the show was made. And it's weird with the My 600 Pound Life, how many, like how they're continuing to make episodes. We have a weight problem in America, okay? I think it's just, it's just mental, it's mental illness that, in addiction type shit, but, uh, we're not here to bum you out. I'm here to make you laugh. Um, and he's from Amarillo, Texas. Now my friend's wife, and she is also my friend, FYI, uh, just wanted to point that out, but I knew him first. So, uh, therefore he gets the, he gets the, he gets the plug. Uh, she is from Amarillo, so I'm assuming they're best friends, even though she was not on the documentary. So, so kid named Justin. He's in high school, and uh, he, you know, he's actually, so basically 685 pounds, but they also make this effort to know that he's actually a pretty good singer. Like, he sings at church. He has, like, a dream of singing on Broadway, and, like, he has a good voice. Um, I mean, for, like, a teenager, like, his voice is pretty good. Like, he keeps working and practicing and uh, keeps trying to learn, goes to school. I think he, he would need to go to school to just kind of, like, work on some chops with a very, very good doctor. A doctor in, you know, vo vocal performance. 
um, he could he could be really good. Yeah, he he'd be really good. So um, basically, though, like he can he, he's able to move, but like he's only able to like stand for one song at a time. So not very good. And he obviously realized, and it's very easy to realize that if you're 685 pounds, you probably won't be able to do Broadway. One, it's in New York City. You don't know what those buildings are like. They're probably not as good as you want them to be. Um, second, though, yeah, if you can only stand for one song at a time and you get winded and hard to walk, um, it's not going to work out for you, bud. And especially on Broadway, like, that's the thing about it, though. He would need to be able to move very much because a lot of times they have to dance and shit like that. But I don't know how all... I know, like, when I was in college and I was doing the pit for our musicals, like, they were all dancing and shit, so, um, there's that. Uh, so, uh, he went to the weight loss doctor, and one thing, I, I know on My 600 Pound Life, they're like, you have to lose so many pounds before we can approve you for weight loss surgery, and I guess they have to lose fat around their liver? I don't know, uh, fully why, but it's not just on My 600 Pound Life. If you ever get gastric bypass surgery... Hashtag. For then you would need to actually, yeah, you just have to start losing weight. Usually on my 600 pound life, they're like 30 to 50 pounds, maybe over two months, you have to lose 60 pounds. Uh, but Justin, they're like, you gotta lose 100 pounds in a month. And, and he's like, okay. And then he you know, actually works on it and diets. The funny thing about the dieting, though, is that I think there's like one scene his mom's just making garbage for herself and her sister. Like, they're not like super skinny, but like they're functioning fat. Kind of like uh, hashtag pray for Micah. So with that, um, so like, and then he just shames them. He's like, I can't believe you'd bring that food around me while I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm like, uh, I mean, he has a point, but also like his sister just got all like work. She's like working hard. Also, his sister and his mom are both like trying to support him as while well, he's like really fat. Uh, so once he does that, he can actually start driving and shit. Um, and then she, she's eating, like, Whataburger in front of them. They're in Texas, FYI. Uh, in case you didn't know that, Amarillo, Texas. They're in Texas. Uh, so, moving on. They, uh, yeah, he, he, like, shames them anytime they eat junk food around them. Like, garbage food. Which is really funny. But, uh, luckily, this is an inspirational story. So, uh, luckily, he does lose 100 pounds and is a prude uh, for gastric bypass surgery. Another weird thing in the show, uh, basically he gets gastric bypass, starts losing weight, and they end it with like him doing a singing performance. Uh, he's able to stand and do, he's able to stand for more than uh, three and a half minutes, the length of an average song. Um, and then also, um, here's the weird part of it. So there's this LA producer in the show who keeps going back and forth with them on everything. And the LA producer wants to work with Justin on the show now i'm a nashville producer i'm not reaching out to any child in any random ass state uh to be a singer to work with that's just me what is this guy's deal i think there's one thing i'm thinking here the la producer had a connection with tlc to try to get them on the show uh, to try to get him more business. He's a little uh, stingy himself. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, I think there's something there's something weird with the L.A. producer. I don't know what it is. There's something super weird with him and why how he's super interested in a 600-pound singer from Amarillo, Texas. There's just something weird about it, and I think he's maybe trying to get him some weird contract type thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... 
that there's something weird there. I don't know how to explain it, but there is something super weird. So, and then there's also this big, uh, now I've studied voice and I studied voice in college. And, uh, so I know a thing or two, uh, about that. I know the larynx, it's, you know, everything vibrates and how you don't want to fuck it everything up. Uh, there's a big worry about his voice changing after the surgery. Um, but it's a weird thing. Cause I know the only, I don't think his voice will necessarily change. It's going to it's going to change in regards to like how it works and like the e- it's going to be a lot easier for him to work. Cause like, he's not having to take so much. His breaths are going to be, it's going to be easier for him to breathe. First of all. Uh, so he's just like open up and down. So that's going to be easier for him. He's not carrying so much weight anymore. So he's not gonna have to worry about that. But this idea of his voice changing, like, Oh, you could get a lower voice or you, your voice pitch will change or stuff like that. There, I don't know. The doctor seemed, and, and okay, I, I don't want to be this girl. I think the doctors were wrong about this because that, but just knowing how the voice works, I've actually studied it. Uh, the way it would change would not ruin his singing voice, but would actually make it better. Now, I think Justin, I want to say he's like 16, 17 in the show. That being said, though, the male voice, I believe if I'm right, the male voice. And I know gender people, shut the fuck up. I know what you're going to say, so shut the fuck up. I'm talking about this. Uh, the male voice uh, will stop changing, I think, around 35. That's when, So it'll change as much as it wants to until 35 unless you physically do something to it, too. Or, like, you scream too much, you uh, smoke, you abuse your everything and shit like that. So it'll continue to change until you're 35 the way his voice would change would be for the better i know i mean i'm I don't, you know i used to be pretty fat and lost it then i gained some back and now i'm losing it again with that i do notice when i'm like trying to slim down eating a little bit better uh, and i'm having a little less weight on my body that i do sing a lot better because i feel like the breath support's good i can hit higher notes because you have to breathe a little bit more to get that shit going Stuff like that. So, in regards to the voice, the way they described it in the show is weird. I think they were trying to explain it in a better way. Yeah, your voice could change after the surgery. Yeah, it could change, but, like, the fact that you're a good singer at 600 pounds means when you hit 300 pounds, you're going to be a better singer because your body, it's going to take less work for your body to actually produce sound. That makes sense. Um... Some of you probably know a lot about voice and probably hated the way I described that, but some of you don't. But no, I am right when I said that. I am 100% right from what I am saying in regards to the voice. So that was uh, my, uh, the the 685-pound teen. It's on uh, Discovery Plus if you want to watch that for yourself. Very, very great, wholesome episode because uh, I usually stay away from the wholesome ones, kind of, which is I think is a little bit of a problem with me. Because you kind of, when I watch 600 Pound Life, like when it's an inspiration, it's like, yeah, it's it's cool, good for them. But you kind of want to, I want to watch the ones where they fail and they're terrible people, which is like awful. It's like, I want you to be so fat that you die, which is bad for me. Because, But I think that's what TLC wants. And TLC, something wrong with those people on TLC. Because like when they, they do like 90 Day Fiance where they go visit them in the other country, they're like, I had to save up my money. I don't have a lot of money to be spending on this. I'm like, shouldn't TLC be paying for your fucking plane ticket? We're giving them content, and they're ruining, uh, they're ruining your relationship. So, TLC is pretty bad. But also, I'm gonna watch a lot of the shit you make. FYI.
Next up, I want to talk about this. Um, so your boy finally got HBO Max, um, which uh, was great. I realized I could just get it with my cable. I can just get a decent thing going there. Um, also, also want to say here, uh, I had to help Mama Schweg and Papa Schweg uh, help them sign it. Just sign in on their Roku Smart TV. And it took way too long. Now, it didn't help. I accidentally gave them the wrong password at first. But uh, I think that was a 30-minute... I think we talked afterwards. But it took it took too long to help them get that set up on their TV. And uh, I know some of you know the pain. That's rough, buddy. So, uh, you all know what's going on. So, uh, I watched the Friends reunion. So, I have to talk about my thoughts on that. So, I initially thought... It was going to be, like, they're going to make a new episode with it, but now it's just them catching up and talking about the show. Um, so I'm not, like, Friends isn't, like, one of my favorite shows by any means, but, you know, I wanted to watch the the reunion, obviously, because I've seen, I've seen all the episodes, you know, when it, back when it was on Netflix. Back in my day when it was on Netflix. And I like the concept of the show, like, life when your friends are your family. And then, like, the show ends when they all have, like, their own families of their own, and that's when they move on, and they're just friends i <laughs> like the show the show title that's when and then they're just friends <laughs> which is uh which is funny so uh that's that's uh but yeah i was hoping it'd be an actual episode not like a like an episode of friends not just like hey let's all catch up oh the monkey was the worst marcel was the worst um and shit like that i was hoping it'd be an actual episode um and i also know james corden hosted the friends reunion and i know that we're not, I'm not supposed to like. We're not supposed to like him for some reason. Someone said they don't like him, and apparently other people agreed. And apparently I'm not supposed to like him for uh, some fucking reason. But I don't have a problem with him, and I think the problem is that we both look alike, and uh, so that's not helping either of us. Um, so I hope y'all think James Corden is handsome. So that's the way it is. So. But yeah, no, I do think James Corden is very handsome. So uh, that's all I have to say on James Corden. So if you don't like James Corden, just realize he kind of looks like me, and that should make everything feel better. I like that. So uh, well, let's go with how everyone aged. I, I did want to talk about that a little bit. Um, the women have all aged really well, like really well. And let's thank plastic surgery, Botox. They all look great, all fuckable. I would fuck every – I would fuck Rachel – I'm just going to go with the show name, Rachel, and uh, I was going to say Chandler. Well, I would fuck Chandler, no, Phoebe and Monica. But I think, you know, I'm more of like, I guess we all have to pick out the woman you like in the Friends. I was always a Monica guy. I don't know, something about something about her. It's just, I think that's just the thing. I know most people are into Rachel, but uh, I'd say I was a Monica guy. Um, and then... So, like, the women of all age really well. Thank you to plastic surgery and Botox. Uh, the only one who aged like a normal person is Ross David Schwimmer. I'll refer to him as Ross. Uh, he's the only one who looks like, huh, was it 17? Went off the air in 2004. It's like, huh, 17 years since uh, Friends went off the air. I look like a person who has aged 17 years since the age I was. 17 years ago um so he looks like he aged normally and then joey and chandler did not age well they they're just like get a little plump uh the botox is there but it didn't help anything else uh you're i think guy who plays chandler got like was on a lot of drugs and had some problems i think people were making fun of his like stuttering problem i didn't notice it 
Or uh, I guess I don't notice stuttering problems. I don't know, but he apparently had it, and there was like a reasoning why or something with that. I didn't read the article. I just saw the title. It was like, here's the reason why Chandler was struggling to talk during the reunion um, and shit like that. Um, so, like, yeah, so that, that was the thing. And then they do all these fun-ass shit, you know, like a little sketch. And they do table reads, like a ton of different random table reads. So they do a table read. It's like that scene. I think it was like season one or two or something like that uh, where like Rachel and Ross get into like a big fight at the coffee shop. She locks the door and Ross tries to get in and shit like that. They're like, I love you and it's raining and shit like that. Blah, blah, blah. Happy couples. Shut the fuck up. Um, But uh, during the table read, though, one thing I observed, which I know all the men observed, the straight ones, not the not the gay ones. The gay ones did not notice it. Uh. Jennifer Aniston was still not wearing a bra. Now, she was very famous in the show uh, for not wearing a bra. Uh, I would say most of us noticed. I always noticed. Um, you always notice when a, little, when a bunch of nipples just poke through a shirt. And uh, that's how you got men to watch TV shows in the 90s. And uh, that's how I guess we're watching it now. She's still not wearing a bra, which I'm not complaining. I'm... And that's always one thing. It's like, uh, men, women are always expected to wear a bra, which I just didn't have to wear a bra. You don't, unless your boobs cause problems where you need to. Don't. I am perfectly fine with seeing you without a bra on, ladies. Feel free to go braless all the time. Because you know what? I don't care. And sometimes I like that shit. Now, sometimes they, I know they sag and shit, and that could be annoying. So if you need to wear a bra, just, you know, wear a bra. I don't want to judge anyone. Wear a bra, don't wear a bra. I don't care. I'm into either. Uh, so... Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, I really like that. Um, so, and then last they did, like, like a fashion show of all the big fashion moments. They had, uh, Cara Delevingne on the show, and then, then randomly Justin Bieber was a model on the show, too, which, like, what was your budget? And, like, Justin Bieber was in a potato costume and shit like that, and, uh, they had Joey dress in all, like, that time he wore, like, all of Chandler's clothes at once and shit like that. So they had that. Um, but yeah, so they had that. So that was what I got out of the Friends reunion. What was the budget? I don't know. Why they didn't make another actual episode of Friends where, like, catch up on everyone's lives? I don't know. Um, and then also, um, why is Jennifer Aniston not wearing a bra? And if also, actually, no, I don't care why she doesn't. Just keep doing that shit. That's cool. Um I think that's all I have to say on the Friends reunion. I think it was fun. If you were into Friends, if you ever watched Friends and enjoyed watching an episode, uh, watch it. It's, it's a it's a fun catch up and mustard. Uh, last thing I want to talk about uh, is Mayor of Easttown. Now I want to make sure I don't go too too much into this because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's actually interested in watching it. This is also on HBO Max. But it's a really good short miniseries. Um, but I have problems with it, like always. So. <laughs> Let's get into it. First thing, I want to read the description on Wikipedia so I can explain it properly to at least normal people. Uh, descript- so here's the description from uh, Wikipedia, cited my source. In the suburbs of Philadelphia, a detective named Mayor Sheehan, Kate Winslet, investigates the recent murder of a teenage mother while trying to keep her own life from falling apart. Mayor is a local hero, having been the star of a high school basketball championship game 25 years ago, she has also been unable to solve the case of another missing young girl for a year, leading many in the community to doubt her detective skills. Her personal troubles include a divorce, 
a son lost to suicide in an ex-heroin addict. Ex-daughter-in-law battling with custody of Mare's grandson. So, um, yeah, very interesting show. There's, like, you know, like, this murder mystery you're kind of going through, and, like, you're trying to figure out who killed this girl. Uh, I can't remember her name at the moment because she was in, like, one episode and then a little bit at the end. Uh, But she wasn't alive at the end. It was a flashback. Um, So... So this show, I think recently I saw uh, Angry Rice. I think that's how you say her name. Betty Brant, like, she played, like, a character, Shalone or something like that. I can't remember how to say it. And I'm not going to say it. I'm from Kansas, and I can't say words at all. And, uh, and then he had Evan Peters, Quicksilver, which I know they had the Ralph Boner joke in WandaVision. But, however, I believe that he is Quicksilver still because everyone in, like, the Hex in WandaVision – uh, that headshot would be the character that that Quicksilver would have played, uh, Ralph Boner, and that would be his name in the Hex. It wouldn't be his name in when the Hex is gone. Everyone had different names and lives and shit like that. So that's that's the thing, though. He was, he was Ralph Boner in the Hex type thing. So still the real one. The multiverse is still there. Bring Make sure Evan Peters is the definitive Quicksilver because he is the best Quicksilver. That's when X-Men released him, and then uh, and then MCU did their own, and it's like, oh, that, that one's the bad Quicksilver, and this is the good Quicksilver. And then you also have uh, Guy Pierce's Aldridge Killian in there as a love interest, just randomly. Um, but yeah. So, uh, if you're into the MCU actors, there are a lot of them are in this. At least three of them. Um, so, you know, initially going to the show, I'm like, Mayor of Easttown, that's, like, a, that's a unique name. Uh, what is a mayor? Like, you don't know what a mayor is and shit like that, so I'm like, maybe I'll learn what a mayor is when I watch the show. The main character's name is Mayor, and, uh, she is a detective and lives in a town called Easttown. Mayor of Easttown. So, I was kind of disappointed in that. I thought the title of the show would have a little bit more cool meaning of it, but, uh, I guess it doesn't. Um... And then there's a scene in there where Mayor gets put on administratively by uh, the chief chief of police of the town. Um, that and I realized then when watching the show that this is a fictional story because a police officer holding another police officer accountable. I don't want to tell why because that's a spoiler in the show. So I itch my nose for the millionth time, uh, but it's a fictional story and uh, police being held accountable in a story. That's that's fictional. That would never happen in real life. That only happens in the movies. So that's uh, that's something. Uh, and you basically learned. I learned from the bio. So this is not a spoiler. Mare's son is dead, and uh, in the fifth episode, she watches like some home videos of when he was a kid, and he's like, "It's my birthday! It's my birthday! What day is it? August fourteenth. I'm like, "That's my birthday." The name of a suicidal a, a kid who died to suicide. And we share the same birthday. Now, did the writers of the show know this? No, they couldn't have. However, am I going to say they did? No, but in my mind, am I going to pretend they did? Yes, because everything revolves around me. That's how my life works, folks. And uh, I have a problem with them having the guy who committed suicide... Have the same birthday as me. I just had to point that out to everyone, and uh, I'm gonna keep that as one of my problems. I identify as a fucking threat. So never do that shit again to the writers of that show. 
But then also, uh, you know, you get near the ending, you kind of figure out who the murderer is. Without any spoiler alerts, um, it's someone who was in the show from the beginning. However, like, I don't feel like there was a lot of good character development. There's just so many characters in the show that I just do not give a shit about. And you end up the the people, you know, the murders and shit like that, the people involved, whoever was involved. I'm not going to spoil that for you. I just don't give a shit about them. It's like, oh, they're the ones who did it. Okay. Um, do I care? Not really. You was hoping it was something cool, something unique. Like they set up like a red herring of like this priest may, or a priest may have done it, but turns out that he was a good guy who did something bad a while ago. That's just you know what happened. But uh, no, so you, I don't know. There's too many characters in the show, I would say, and you just don't care about them once you figure out who did it, and you're like, oh man, why did they do it? That this fucking sucks. That's rough, buddy. But uh. I think that's all I have to say on the show. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I did have a lot of opinions, but, you know, that's what being me is, having a lot of opinions and just having them and sticking to them. So, yeah. We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that is provides its to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door. With over 300 thousand partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as Chipotle, Wendy's, and even the Cheesecake Factory. Your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery. Download the DoorDash app from the link in our description. It's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe. Get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in the description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, folks, it's time for me to solve your problems, all your relationship problems. I'm here for you, and I'm here to figure that shit out for you slash with you, but mostly for you because I am a god. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not god. So let's get into it, folks, right now. Uh, first one we have here. My girlfriend wants me to cry more. My girlfriend wants me to cry more, specifically around her. I should clarify that she didn't mean she wants me to want to see me hurt more. Just that she'd like me to be less reserved on crying, I guess. I myself don't enjoy crying, even by myself. I try to stop, and it only... 
it. Sorry to stop it and only cry if I lose control of it. But yeah, I don't if I can help it. But my girlfriend wanting me to be wanting to and I'm wondering if I should even if I don't like it. What's your advice? Okay. So typically in a situation like that, like girls like men should be able to cry more. I'm like, uh, I'm single. And if I started crying in front of women, uh, I would not get any pussy. And it's all about getting pussy. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, in a situation like that, uh, no, just honestly, honestly, though, I, I, let's be, let's be real humans for a second. So, uh, realistically, let's just talk here for a second. Um, this is, this is you in a relationship type situation. Only cry when you cry. Only cry when you want to, or when you are. Don't, I mean, you don't want to cry. If you don't want to cry, don't cry. If you want to cry when the moment happens, cry but don't let your girlfriend wanting you to cry i think she's just wanting you to be a little more open i guess on that and uh shouldn't have to do shit you don't want to do because no one should have to do shit they don't want to do unless sometimes you have to but that's another situation that you can figure out yeah but uh yeah that's all i can really say in regards to that i don't know why you know and the girlfriend the crying i wish we would just shut the fuck up about that uh Men should be able to cry. I'm like, if I cried in front of you right now, your pussy would get so dry. How dry is it? Uh, it's so dry uh, that it's white person Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, I mean, only cry if you want to. But don't feel, I know you don't like crying. Most, a lot of people don't like crying. Uh, but if you want to get a good cry on, get a good cry on. Just be you. Just do you. Don't let anyone control how you fucking live your life, my friend, okay? That's all I'm going to have to say for you. I heard from, next one, I have heard from a mutual friend that my boyfriend is planning to propose, but I've been hiding a lot of my college life from him. I and my boyfriend know, knew each other since childhood. We were next-door neighbors, and I can even say that we are, we're best friends in the last few years of high school as well, but we moved out during my freshman year after my father passed away. We reconnected again after I got a job in my hometown after I had made a drastic change in my life three and a half years ago and have been dating for the last two and a half years. My father's passing affected everyone in the family, but I kind of went off the rail for nearly five years, drug use, and a very promiscuous lifestyle. Thankfully, after I graduated from my college i was able to get clean again and had a year-long break from dating and one night stands which allowed me to rediscover myself i started working as a nurse in my hometown and reconnected with some of my old friends who stayed there as well as my high school best friend and my current boyfriend my boyfriend knows from social media that i had a bit of a party life but doesn't know the extent of it and i always try to avoid talking about my college years i want to say that i wanted to avoid our mutual attraction at first knowing him and and his preference, but I was too weak to resist it. These last two and a half years have been the happiest I've ever been in my after my father's passing, but now for the last week I've been struggling with this issue. I love my boyfriend after... Uh, I love my boy. I lost my place. I love my boyfriend and I want him to propose to someone he knows and he accepts fully rather than someone who hides her past from him. And I also dread his reaction and possible rejection. After I made that drastic change in my life, I envisioned that I'd be able to completely ignore and bury that part of my life and create a new life for myself. But the love and respect I have for him prevents me from me to be happy while holding my past from my boyfriend. The only person I can find about this issue was my mother and she told me that if I was 100% sure that I'd never 
return to that lifestyle, it would be selfish and stupid of me to talk to him about the past me and ruin our happiness. Well, I think it would be selfish of me to hide things from him knowing the past I want to hide could come out sometimes in the future and ruin our lives. So, so we obviously know that you were a party animal uh, back in your college days. Um, and this is past your past life. So uh, the fact that you're not doing any more or you weren't doing it when you got with him and shit like that is one thing. Um, how often you got dicked down uh, by random men, uh, you probably shouldn't bring that up. That's just, uh, it's one of those things, unless you want to talk about it. Uh, you know you've been dicked down a lot. You know he's dicked down a lot of girls a lot. It's just, you should know that. And uh, if it makes you uncomfortable thinking about that, don't bring it up because that's not a problem. Unless there's like an STD or any sexual thing involved, weird random ass thing, like maybe you're raped or shit like that. Uh, that could come up because things could be weird. Uh, first of all, the sex STD, you know, making sure that shit like that, making sure you're both clean so you can raw dog all the time. Um, don't molesting or getting raped, shit like that. It's just uh, other things you should, you know, that's gonna mess with your psyche and that could mess with things in the relationship. Just, uh, just something like that, you know, uh, so anyway, in regards to any getting dicked down, he, he probably doesn't need to know a lot about that, uh, drugs, you could, you could tell him, I, I don't know why that would be an issue, he's like, yeah, I used to be an addict, uh, but then I got, before I moved here, you know, I changed my life, I don't know how he wouldn't be involved in that, I don't know, I tell people about fucking, you know, drinking all the time, I haven't actually drank, I want to see how many days it's been, uh, when this podcast comes out, I'm also not, uh, okay, first of all, June 23rd, I'm going to a friend's wedding. So 23rd to the 29th, I'm going to be hammered. So I'm going on a binge, folks. So don't at me. I have not had, I have not drank anything since April 25th. So one, two, three, four, five. So it'll be six weeks when this episode comes out. I have not drank anything. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, for me with addiction, I'm just trying to, you know, be under control with it, realize that, you know, alcohol is not a all-the-time-every-night thing. It's a, uh, like, a weekend or fun time thing that you do every, you know, every couple, a little bit, not a lot. And uh, realizing that, so, uh, if you had an addiction problem, like, you should know about that. I don't know why anyone, you would try to hide that from it. Don't hide your if you're a former addict, don't hide that because, one, he could be enabling you to, like, uh, doing other random shit. Uh, like, he could have, he could accidentally enable you and shit like that. Uh, that way he's mindful, like, oh, don't bring that up and shit like that. Um, and also, I feel, I know, with addiction, that it's very easy to relapse. Like, we, we, I kind of get annoyed with, like, the AA or, uh, Narcotics Anonymous shit like that, like, you, you know, you slip up one night and shoot up or whatever, drink up or whatever. And then people are like, oh, I ruined my streak. And we make like the streak like an idol type thing. It's like, look, it's, you know, if you, you know, if you get high or whatever one night and then the next day you're like, I'm not doing that again. And you continue to discipline yourself and not do that again. I don't think that, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you want to stay sober all the time, but like you're going to slip up. And as long as you discipline yourself and get back on the horse or whatever the proper term is like it's fine you know i can't imagine like when you're an addict like it's not like your your addiction goes away it's just there and you just don't 
partake in it. That's just all an addiction is. So I don't know why yeah, you should be ashamed of that. Like you're not, I mean, you're not dipping your toes back into the cocaine. Why am I? It literally only itches when I do this. I think this is like the only time of the week I talk a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, yeah, let them know that. I don't think that, but the dicking down part, don't let them know about that. Getting dicked down in Dallas. I like that song. Dick down in Dallas. That's a fun song. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, how to stop being a crazy girlfriend. Dated some of those. My ex-fiance cheated on me back when I, back then I was absolutely oblivious to the fact that he is talking to and seeing other women while proposing to me and claiming to love me. I found out the hard way. He didn't tell me a thing. Needless to say, I developed some very, very deep trust issues. I am so incredibly sorry for my poor now boyfriend. He is amazing and I love him dearly. However, I am constantly paranoid. He's gone all week, Monday through Friday, because of work. When he doesn't answer my calls or texts it right away, I get worried he's doing something bad. Also, I get Get very suspicious when he's chatting on his phone or gets phone calls from unsaved numbers because he likes his privacy and I should respect that. Unfortunately, I can't. Some of my worries are irrational. Some of them are plausible. I mean, I have been cheated on before, so there's a good chance that other men might do that sociopathic shit as well, right? I talked to him about my problem already. He's doing his best to be understanding, but I feel so bad for always accusing him of cheating when in reality, he's not doing anything. At least I hope, lol. Uh, what can I do to get better? How do I stop being crazy? Trust again. I just completely lost hope in humanity after my terrible relationship experience i'm doing my best to be a good girlfriend and besides my major trust issue problems i'm doing all right i think i thought my about therapy but that would be my last resort because it's really damn expensive to go to therapy in my country sounds like you're in uh, the united states of america ah, so um here's the thing with that i mean obviously therapy is a good idea because it looks like you're kind of just burned from someone doing a shitty thing to you. Uh, the thing is, your current boyfriend did not do that shitty thing to you. Someone else did. But what I would do, I mean, obviously you talk to him, it's like, look, my ex-fiance cheated on me, so I'm kind of a little burned from that issue, so this idea of cheating and kind of paranoys me. So it's okay to have that problem, but you have to realize uh, your current boyfriend did not cheat on you. Hopefully I'm saying that as he has not. So that's one thing to do. So you have to assume... Th- I always say you have to assume the best of people until they give you a reason to not trust them or give you reasons to think otherwise. So if he, so he hasn't cheated on you as far as you know, and hopefully he hasn't. I'm hoping that for you. Um, with that, so that being said, what the hell, my nose. So basically, all you have to say is he's not giving me any reason to show that he is cheating on me. It's just me being paranoid so uh, i think having that feeling in your head that he might is okay but just don't act on it like just know that he's not cheating on you unless he gives you a reason to think he is that's when you act on it but uh, it doesn't sound like he is and so just you know think about like uh, is he cheating on me and you're like wait he's not cheating on me there's no reason for him to be otherwise so uh no, he's not cheating on me. So you like you have that thought in your head. And it's kind of like my thought when someone tells you you're not worth it. You have to develop another voice inside your head that tells that voice to shut the fuck up. You may do need to develop a voice in your head to tell that voice to shut the fuck up. Because it doesn't sound like he has done any of that shit. Uh, but whoever is has my voodoo doll and is making my nose itch is going to get stabbed. Um, itch it. Itch, itch. Okay. Um... Next thing we got here, uh, 
Girl I went on a few dates with a couple months ago who said she had someone else she wanted to see has hit me up again. Am I pathetic for wanting to go out with her again? Uh, she and I went on four dates and I personally had a great time, but after the fourth, she texted me and told me she had been seeing someone else and wanted to pursue that. That, of course, made me feel pretty ugly and gross and boring and all around inadequate. Well, now she wants to talk again and I'm so lonely that I responded. <laughs> I don't know the story of what's been going on with her, but I am definitely lonely enough to entertain the idea. Uh, does this make me pathetic? I know for a fact I'm her backup and her bounce back. She'd still be with that other person that shows her over me if it panned out again. I don't know what happened with that with that but i feel like i have no self-respect for responding i mean okay so first of all buddy if she's treating you like the second option uh she's treating you like the second option regardless of if it worked out or not you're still the second option in her mind and someone who treats you like that is full of shit so uh one thing i really think you could do the probably this is the right thing you should do you should tell her to fuck off be gone but, however, you're talking to me, so I'm going to give you another idea. Um, now, you said you're lonely. Uh, you have to realize going into this that uh, she is not a relationship type. She is treating you like a second option, which is not how a relationship should work. You should not be treating people like second options. We treat people like internet deals these days. It's like, oh, well, you know, I might have a better option there, so I'm, I'm going to cancel our date at the last minute because I have a better thing to do. So we treat people like that. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I think, I think though, actually, this is a good idea. So say you make plans with someone, you're going to meet somewhere and like someone does cancel at the very last minute, obviously see it and don't go to the place or shit like that. Um, but, uh, pretend like you never got the message and then that will treat them badly it's like this is why you don't cancel at the last minute she's like that so uh yeah man uh best thing you can do i would say uh, i mean if you want to just not be not feel lonely for a while uh hang out with her but don't get in a relationship with her she's not a good person she is a pretty shitty person so uh get some sex and then tell her be gone fuck! so that's uh that's what i'll tell you there this next one's pretty rough. That's rough, buddy. Uh, my partner called my child annoying. So a bit of context, I met my partner three years ago, and we always had a pretty good relationship. We fight from time to time, but it's relatively healthy conflict, I think. Both of us had daughters from previous relationships when we got together and have always been relatively close to each other's children. I'm teaching my stepdaughter how to cook, for example, and my partner and daughter spend a lot of time together. Recently, my daughter's been going through a bit of a difficult stage, having been diagnosed with autism and type 1 diabetes and quite quick succession. Kansas mouth. I was getting ready for bed last night and bemoaning how hard a time my daughter was having. I... I'd had to help her through a diabetic issue and lead to an autistic meltdown and how it couldn't be happening to a nicer child. My partner reached over and started consoling me, but she also said, I mean, she is quite annoying, though. I asked her what she meant, and she immediately tried to play it off, saying it was nothing, and then got incredibly defensive when I tried to push the issue, so I dropped it. I'm just very sad and confused. I thought we were doing quite well as a family unit, and then this happened. I thought it's not too nasty a comment, but I also know she would have hit the roof if I had said something about that with her step 
with her stepdaughter. So I'm a little sad, a little annoyed and a little confused. She is going through a bit of a rough time with the pandemic, but none of that is my daughter's fault. I'm obviously not going to walk out on her over this, but should I tell her she hurt my feelings? Yeah, you probably should tell her you hurt your feelings. See, I, I go for the theory of, uh, and this is, this is the thing with any man dating. If the person you're dating has a child, they're part of the package. Um, that's how it is. It's not like, maybe we'll get rid of the child. No, the child is part of the package. And if you date her, if you're dating this woman, this big-titted animal, the child comes with you. And so if you don't like the child... Don't be in the relationship. That's my worry. Uh, and most people is like, I don't want to want a kid. You know, kids are weird. Uh, I don't want to be with someone who I don't like the kid. Um, if you don't like the kid, don't be in the relationship. That's just final. With the comment, um, you could say your child, well, it was kind of annoying. It was kind of annoying, but you can't say the child is annoying uh, unless you kind of mean it in a loving way. Um, so there's a way. I mean, you might have to talk through it. Well, the comment, but I, I'm going to make a guess that they did not mean it as in, I hate your goddamn fucking child. I think it means, uh, yeah, the child kind of annoyed and got kind of, it's kind of annoying or something like that. I think it was just, uh, probably not communicated correctly. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can really say. Um, it's the best thing I can say. I think they just probably... Uh, figuring that shit out. It looks like we're almost done here. I'm, uh, oh, this one, this one's kind of interesting. I'm kind of interesting on this, uh, interested in this. My boyfriend got a login text from Plenty of Fish. He said it wasn't him. Thoughts? My boyfriend and I have been together for three and a half years. We are pretty invested in one another. The thing is, about two months ago, I came home from a trip to find him high on meth. Turns out he kept a previous addiction from me and feared me not wanting to date him. It's been a tough two months with him relapsing, so I've been searching his text recently and found one from Plenty of Fish. He says it wasn't him and that he must have been hacked. Uh, before this, I never would have thought he would cheat and trust was in. An issue, but now I have no idea. I have never done the online dating thing, so I have no idea. Thoughts? Okay. So, the only way to really get an answer to this um, would be to click on the link. Now, from time to time, I've gotten text messages that are clearly like, click on this and we'll put a virus and spyware on your computer so we can take all your information. That has happened uh, before, but, uh, that being said, though, with uh, with uh, the plenty of fish, so he could. There's an idea that like click on the um, what is it? So I'm searching his text. We found a plenty of fish. Like, kind of depends on what it says. You kind of have to think. Does this look like spam or does this look like a legit? Now, I think I have a plenty of fish account, and I've never received a text from them. Um, from what it looks like, I've never received a text. So it sounds like this could be. It sounds like it could be that. Um, do you have any fear of him cheating before? Like, he's lied about him relapsing, which a lot of times that's just like, I don't want you to find out I'm relapsing, but that doesn't correlate with cheating, perhaps. Um, I guess you could try to figure out if he has it on his phone or not. Um, how long have you two? Three and a half years. So I guess you could try to look up download history of the app or look up try to look up history on the computer or something like that. That'd be the only thing. To me, though, it kind of just sounds like it sounds like someone's trying to get spyware or whatever on your computer, still credit card information and shit like that. That's what it looks like to me. This does sound a little fishy. 
<laughs> Get it? Plenty of fish. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm going to say this is spam on my end. However, I don't get to see the text. I'm just going from my end, and I've received stuff like that. I'm like, I probably shouldn't click that. So that's it. Looks like this is our last one, and uh, by golly. This one's a little bit long, but I'm excited to get to it. Girlfriend is always hot and cold. We dated for a year and lived together, and she used and she used always think... I think she meant to used to always think that I was texting other women behind her back, which I wasn't. And one day she caught me on the phone with a female friend from work, completely platonic, and exploded in a rage, dumped me, blocked my number, and didn't talk to me for a month. During this first year, she talks to her male co-workers, went out a day trip with one of them and his daughter, and even snuck around and met up with her ex. Completely hypocritical. Uh, we say we love each other and we do fun things together, but it's never enough. We are basically best friends and I do anything for her, but she has the crazy expectations of me and it's basically like she can dump me at any time one day it's omg i love you so much baby you mean the world to me the next day she doesn't want to talk to me because she's not in a good mood doesn't trust me and isn't happy breaks up with me again fast forward to this year i'm making over six figures now and she used to complain how i was never doing enough for myself while the whole time i was trying to find ways to build a career right in front of her face but she never seemed to care now that i'm doing better i take her out on days go to fun places paying for things try to see her more just put in more effort in general now her problem is don't let making more money turn you ugly we're both good looking people so i'm not insecure she's gonna leave me for some hunk but it seems like it's always what i'm doing wrong and she's using it to control me never on what i do right i've become an alcoholic over the last two years i drink a pint or more of vodka at home after work at night we don't live together but she hates this and wants me to stop she's not wrong because yeah it's a problem she goes out of her out with her friends every week and socially drinks like it's no big deal because she doesn't have a problem and it's so unattractive that i do so i took it upon myself to do medical detox and outpatient rehab to get clean from the booze after telling her this she calls me saying she loves me so much and she's so happy that me so proud of me of the decision since the last week i did this i'm lucky to get one text from her she leaves me on read and doesn't try to check in on me or have a conversation with me now that i'm finally doing the thing she's been wanting me to do she ghosts me and posts pictures of her out hanging with her friends by the pool and shit acting like i don't exist what the fuck what kind of behavior is this it's like one day she cares and one day she could give a fuck less if i died in a car crash buddy break up with this bitch be gone fuck. she is not worth you buddy you're making six figures a year i'll tell you this right now for, I would say to get, if you're good, if you're a good looking woman, you can get any guy you want. That's just who you are. Just really good looking, get any guy you want. For men, you don't have to be, you could be really good looking and it doesn't matter as much. If you're making a lot of money as a man, you can get any woman you want. That is true. Except for that one you see in the Hallmark movies, those are different, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but in real life, nope, you're, she's going to stay with the rich guy. So um, if you're making six figures a year, uh, you do not need her. You can have any other woman you want, and uh, you should break up with her now and get her out of your life because you don't deserve her. Um, so break up with her. Break up with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break up. Be gone, fuck! She does not deserve you, and you're making six figures a year. You don't need her. You can get anyone you want. It doesn't matter. Um, that's all I have to say. And it doesn't sound like she is mentally good for you either. She's not good for anyone. She has to realize how stupid she is before she's going to be able to be happy in life. It doesn't sound like she's doing it. Uh, she, you're too good for her. And uh, 
I just want to say that if she says she can't live without you, just tell her then die because that's how it is. Be gone, fuck! So I think that's all I have to say. Uh, you're making six figures a year. You don't deserve her. So, uh, yeah. That's the way when you want it the most. There's no easy way out when you're ready to go and your heart's left in down. Don't give up on yourself. Love comes to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. So... My fellow Schwoke Lords, Daddy is done for the day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Schweezy. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for me, hit me up on all social media at the Schweezy or the Foreplay King on TikTok. Uh, you can also email the Schwedcast at gmail.com for further inquiries, questions, comments, concerns. Send me everything you want. I would love to read it. And uh, yeah, like I said, check me out on all social medias at the Schweezy and at the Foreplay King on TikTok. Check my music out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube. Check me out anywhere there. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review everywhere too. Check me out on Twitch Thursdays always, sometimes on Mondays. And check out the show on Patreon, Patreon, where you can help support the show financially. And I really like that. So that's how we're ending the show today, folks. Honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Micah. Hey there, my fellow Shulk Lord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.